Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. What are we about to walk into? A lich's lair. What do we hope to find? Well, his phylactery. We must be ever vigilant and ready for anything he can throw at us. We will be stronger together and hopefully succeed in stopping Shangalar. He goes to the center and then beckons the three of you to join him. He looks up and says, last chance. Uh, don't, don't, let me, don't let me go off the rails, okay, buddy? I got you. And in a snap, you are in a room. Welcome to my master's home. So nice of you to drop in. Please, come have a seat. And as he says that, three more chairs pop up out of the floor. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. And I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. And with me today is Carla Maxted. That is me. I play Yenbel Nuri. And Amy Moore. Hey, I play Thea Amastasia. And Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. I play Flint Firebeard. So we have a big episode ahead of us. I've been carbo-loading. A big many episodes. <laughs> Good. Amy's that's just what been eating plate after plate of pasta. You so much bread. Like the marathons, like all the Ironmans, phylacteries are the same. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. It's such a <laughs> weird word. What does it mean? It's a. It's the, the resting spot of a lich's dead body. Oh, so okay. it's made upward. I don't know if it's made up. Oh, of course, all words are made up. I don't know if it's made up. He says, no, no, the, Amy, really this liches? is really where lich. This is really where lich. It's in a dictionary. Oh, in a dictionary, it's a different word. In a dictionary, it says a small leather box containing Hebrew text on vellum worn by Jewish men at morning prayer as a reminder to keep the law or a place where there's a dead body. 
I mean, that's kind of what I feel even more weird about. Yeah. Number one, I feel bad now for thinking it's a funny word. Sure. Mm. Yeah. You're welcome. And number two. <laughs> what? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for I your I feel shame. weird that that is the thing that they made. Like, didn't like, they look it up first? Exactly. I but mean, whatever. probably. They, Phylactery. They, I mean, was, you know, societal. Are you saying it right? Sen- yes. <laughs> Sensitivities weren't a thing. It's true. Yeah. Maybe it's phylactory. It no, nah, it's phylactory. Are you just saying factory wrong? <laughs> it's the lich's factory, okay? It's the industrial period of this lich. Um, anyway, big episode. <laughs> anyways, big episode where we uh, love to hear what you think about our big episodes is over on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, uh, where you can support the show for as little as $2 a month. You get access to a whole bunch of really great bonus content, like a whole other podcast that we do exclusively for patrons. We're entering season four now of that. Holy can shit. you believe it? Nope. What kind of no. shenanigans will happen at the downtown office this time? Oh, so many downtown it's office shenanigans say. are happening over there. If you don't know, uh, my character has a downtown office separate from the regular office. Does and there's he? some real turmoil at the downtown office in season two. We get into it. You know what? If you think, like, what is this show even going to be about? Season four, we're bringing in a lot of real <laughs> office influence, a lot of real Parks oh and Rec situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where I'm trying to go with it. And I'm being just roadblocked at every corner to be like, no, we want a punchy punch. Okay, maybe not quite that much. <laughs> but when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Oliver. Oliver. Thanks, Oliver. Hey, thanks, Thank you. Oliver. Thank you so much. And now... Visit patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast and then fuck it, let's play D&D. Flint, Thea, Yemble, and Mannix, you find yourselves in a library. Books to the ceiling and you've just been greeted by who appears to be a servant of Shangalar. The man before you says, please, please, come sit. Let's talk. Let's find out about you. Find out about me. I like to hear about people all the time. Can I tell by looking at him whether or not he is undead? Is he like falling apart anywhere? Doesn't appear to Grayish. be falling apart. No? No. Okay. I, I'm sorry. What did you say your name was? Oh, my name. So I don't, I don't believe I did say my name. My name is Wallace. Wallace. Yes. It is nice to meet you, Wallace. Pleasure to meet you. And sorry, your names were? My name is Nulara. Nulara? Mannix speaks up and says, I I am Mannix. Yes, hello. I am Yenbul. Pleasure, pleasure. And sorry, your, your, your name, good sir, strong sir, with so many weapons on his back. You come to a library with so many weapons? I take them everywhere with me. Won't charge you late fees, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, totally oh, not. goodness. Uh, Good. name's Flint. Pleasure to meet you, Flint. Nulara, Mannix, Yenbull. Lovely to meet you. Like I said, have a seat. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. I have to say, you're not who we expected to greet us. Who did you expect to greet you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not have such a warm welcome. Well, why did you come to... The library, if not to 
be invited in. Well, is this the receiving area? I mean, we've tried our best to, to, you know, do things the right way. It's just, how do you know what the proper protocols are when you come into someone's home like of this? Of course, of course, yes. Um, presumably, you knew being able to get into my master's house that you would land in the library where we would talk. Housewarming party of sorts. Get to know you. Little mixer. Oh, I do love a good mixer. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's very nice. Can you, Wallace, you said you like to learn about, about people and places. So do I. I have traveled to many lands. Have wow. you also, or have you? You know, I have traveled many places. I have seen uh, those far and near some across the ocean. Have you been to Faerun? I've been across most of there. I've seen a lot of Thay. I've seen a lot of the Sword Coast. Kalimshan. Uh, Did you have uh, any weird dreams in Thay? Um, well, not specifically Like you were being weird. tortured by a giant, like, monster? That sounds like a very interesting occurrence that not everybody has had oh i thought um, maybe it was just like a just everyone a who goes to thay thing mm, no no fortunately that sounds terrible i would not want that to happen and how did you travel i've done most of my traveling on foot um have you been in this in this amazing flying fortress no 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 the the flying fortress uh it, it stays here um as kind of a a home base of sorts. Uh, when I was doing most of my traveling, it was, uh, I traveled by boat, I traveled by cart, I traveled by portal from time to time, longer distances when I knew I had, you know, deadlines to meet, that sort of thing. What kind of deadlines did you have? Oh, well, at the time, I was uh, more of a uh, an adventurer of sorts, a, a, a traveler of the world. I distributed goods from one place to another for payment. Now life is so much simpler. I, I, I tend to master's needs. I greet people who come to be greeted. Uh, how, I, how did you come to meet him? Uh, oh, well, that was a, a long tale. Um, we have time. Of course you do. Let me pull up another chair. And he, another chair rises up out of the floor and he has a seat. It says, please, you look like you've traveled such a long way. I'm going to sit down. Mannix sure. goes and sits down as well. I didn't want to sit down until there was enough chairs for everyone. But now that there's enough chairs for mm -hmm. everyone. You're super polite like that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, where did I meet Master? Um, well, that was some time ago. I was traveling through Kalimshan and came across him. Um, he he showed me kind of the way, um, a, a way in which people can experience life without pain, life without suffering. Um, I have an ignorant question. Please excuse me for this. Of course. I, all questions this, are good questions. This is all new to me. Is it considered a life if they are dead and then brought back to life, therefore being undead? Well, undead is not dead. Undead has. But undead its own is not alive. 
who who are we to determine what is alive and not alive? They they move yeah. around. They do they, they have hopes and dreams that they get to fulfill and accomplish. Of course, they have single tasks that they are set out to control of their own volition. Who gives them the task? Oh well, it's dictated through through like more of a a. A master, master, apprentice, master, servant, master, hive mind, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Sorry, hive, hive mind? Some of them, yes. Yeah. The, the, um, Just a big old family, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. You know, like ants. Ants work, hive mind, bees, hive mind. Um, they all work for the common good of their people. So, question If you, if the master is the queen bee, Yes. And the undead are the worker bees? Sure. Who are you? I am an in-between. The master requires someone who can work with those not yet on board, who have not yet seen the light. Once I serve my time, once I do as enough to earn my place among my my master's um, immortal souls, then I am granted permission to join them. Oh, that sounds how much, kind of lonely. How much time do you have to serve? As much time as is needed. As I've seen, um. Is there like a rigorous testing that one has to go through to, you know, accept this way of life and want to become an un undead part of the hive community? Well, I mean, pledging allegiance is is really a great uh, is a step in the wrong direction. You know, that's what we do in the in the in the living. We are looking to better. Everyone, not just a single nation or a single group of people, but a commitment to a better life for you and for those around you. One, like I said, of no disease, of no pain, of no suffering, where everyone works together for the good of those around them. That's what Master is trying to do. And I assume that's why you came to discuss these things. We just had so many questions. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to find accurate information out there that isn't, you know, completely biased or mm. um, just uh, The liberal media with... is just ridiculous with this sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> shut your mouth. Wow. You shut your fucking mouth. Um, There's no political slant there. I'm just making a joke. Everybody, okay? Get off my back. Yeah, we're Get cool, off my back. We're cool. We're cool. It's okay. It's okay. I'm talking to Fox TV. <laughs> um, so any any information you can give us would be great. So would if we were interested, and I mean, we're just in the information gathering process right now, and if there's a tour of the facility that goes on mm. at any different kind of intervals, I think we'd be, and I look at the group, we think we'd be totally... Yes, oh, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That'd be wonderful. Um, yes. But is there like, 
Like I asked, like before, like, is there like a waiting period? Like you're obviously in the waiting period, right? Mm. Just trying to earn your place. Yes. Um, which I mean sounds a little bit lonely and like it sounds like you've been up like doing this for a long time and and man, I like really hope your number comes up soon. Like in the best way. Thank you. you know? Yes, I appreciate that. Um But it's it's all for the community, right? Of course. So um and I mean, you still have your agency and free will at this moment, which I mean, you know, you got to look at all the positive sides. I mean, that's neither here nor there. When my time comes, it will not be an, not be a burden on me anymore. Right. I bet. I bet sometimes, I mean, you have bad days just like everybody else, right? I mean, who doesn't have, you know, you wake up, you stub your toe, mm. your tomes get mixed up, exactly. someone's misplaced something and you're just like... Ah, oh, and you're just feeling like really, like really bad. Yeah. And But you have that to hold on to that eventually for you, hopefully, I mean, if you're lucky, that's no, no longer going to be an issue for you it unless unless your master changes his mind or decides mm-hmm. you're doing too good of a job here, obviously. I am um, not concerned about that. Oh, that's so great. Yes. Because, I mean, because I'm sure on those bad days. That, you know, that little thought that creeps into your mind. You're like, gosh, I, you know, I just, I could be somewhere else. Or is he just stringing me along? Am I ever going to get to be part of the undead horde? You know, these are all questions that come through everyone's mind every well, now and then. Just, they just pop, fl- like, fleetingly, obviously. Of course, of course. Let me put your minds at ease. Shangalar has a place for everyone in the undead army, as you so referred to it as. If that's what you want to, if that's how it makes you feel more comfortable at this moment... I believe I said horde, but all right. Of course, yes. More, sorry, S- mixed slip of the tongue. Undead horde. Good, good correction, Flint. Thank you. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit about Shangalar? Why, aside from escaping the pain and longing and loneliness and terror of the mm-hmm. world, which does sound pretty nice. What has inspired such loyalty from you that you would toil here? Waiting for your chance to join. Talking about a man of mystery. You try to get some information on this guy. It's like, who is he? The myth, the man, the legend? Like, can you give us some insider information? Oh, well, uh, some things are not for me to say. Um, Oh, he hasn't told you everything. Well. Or do you mean it's in a book? I mean, we are in the library. Is that what you mean? Many things are. Are you trying to encourage reading? Well. If you read a book, take a look in it. It's going to be they so good. They are notoriously good. litigious. Yeah, I didn't say careful. anything in any tune that was even close to what they said. Cut it out anyway. I don't want to deal with that crap. Take that look inside a book and it's oh, going to be closer. a it's real getting, great It time. is. It's getting closer. Stop it. <laughs> Shangalar, he's really just reading all of the colors under the sky. Okay, but is he like? Is he nice? I, like, what's he like? He's, what's it like to he's be? He's a man in his who presence? commands power and presence as he enters the room. He's one yes, who. But... He's one who you see, and you're like, "Yes, I will follow him to the end of the world, and back." Wow, wow, that's awe-inspiring. Also, he seems like he'd be a funny guy, right? I mean, he cracks wise real good. Oh, <laughs> real good. I mean, they're a little bit, you know, it takes some getting used to his sense of humor at first, but once you get it, you get it. You just click, you're firing. It's like, it's, 
It's like the, 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 you know, the adventurer with the three questions, swallow that one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, those ones. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad I thought humor. you were going to say lots of puns. Mm. Mm. I thought I was going that direction too. Oh. No, that's part of the pain that he's trying to stop from the world. Oh. oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A little more uh, sophisticated uh, upper, yes, I upper could class see. humor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Highbrow humor. Mm. I'm into yeah. it. Mm. Now, would you still consider him a man? Because last I heard, he's a lich. Well, of course. I mean, but do you separate the man from the lich? I don't know. This is the first I've ever discussed a lich before. Wow. Well, you have a lot to learn. You know, we do have some things in books. I can leave you to it if you would so desire. Come back, answer any questions you might have. I can go ask the master, see if we can give you a little tour. I mean, he's probably busy... Dealing with a bunch of stuff. Maybe we just go for that little tour and we, you know, right at the very end of it, we go see him. Of course. Of course. I see. Well, the I'd hate. Now, you all seem like very upstanding, nice people. Weapons aside at a library. Again, see, I just take those everywhere. You me. didn't you didn't see the sign when you came in. I get it. I get it. You turn over your shoulder. There's a sign that says no weapons. <sighs> just an mm, axe with a big old... <laughs> Uh, the, the master has eyes all throughout the organization. Of course. Of and course. If, How else any could good he... master would. If he were to catch wind that I took some unknowns through the facility, through his home, without his approval, uh, that could be bad for me. Would it, though, or would it be showing the type of, like ingenuity and take chargeness and like really going out and trying your best not bothering him with the menial stuff but you know like doing what you know would be right in the spirit of of his mastership uh you're trying to persuade wallace are you not yeah i guess so all right roll a persuasion all right i will the fable and folly network supports creators of exceptional audio stories including the one you're listening to right now if you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Oh, it's only a seven. <laughs> How very Thea of me. <laughs> you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I just don't think that that will go over the way you expect it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't know how stuff works here. So it's maybe it's just best that we just like read up, get a little more information. Um, what, Could what I ask think? an embarrassing question? I'm sorry. No bad questions. Please fire away. I don't see. Is there a, perhaps a restroom I could use somewhere to oh. go? Yenbold, now that you said to that, relieve, I need to go. Another point. Myself? In the, in the wind column here, once you join the undead horde, good flint, no need to use the restroom anymore. Uh. 
Oh, no mm. need for these biology breaks. I would so not great. need to stop, but at the moment I do actually quite badly need. He snaps his fingers, and behind you, he says, "Over there." You turn and you see a door. He says you may use the restroom. I go with you because ladies go together. That's right. I uh, thank you, thank you, Volus. Genbull and Thea walk off and into the restroom. I say to her on the way, "Do you think that he's got eyes in here?" Oh, I hope not. What a creep. Now, can I just ask him a series of inane questions until they're back? Or until they <laughs> yes, are doing sure. whatever yes, they're planning in the bathroom? Uh, have I left my purse with Flint by any chance? Is that something that I did? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> that was just a joke because when sometimes ladies go to the washroom, they leave their purses with their, they sure do. their people. So as, as they walk off, let's just, so now, how did you do that? I didn't see the door there before. Of course, yeah. This part of part of the gig, part of the, the the role, so to speak, is I can command some of the abilities of of the office. Cool, cool, cool. Now, how did you do the chair thing? Again, abilities of the office. I beckon it; it comes. I tell it to go away, and it goes away. Yeah, but how do you do that? I command my master's power. We cut to the bathroom. What are you two doing in the bathroom? Because well, we know guess, you're not actually using the bathroom. Oh. Nobody in D&D uses the bathroom. No, no, Thea yeah, legit not. goes and pees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity to pee. So she, You know Carla and I. If there's a bathroom. If, if there's a chance, I'm going to go. We're going to go. Um, but no, I mean, I was just trying the oldest trick in the book to see if he'd just like let me out into the hallway to go pee. Just wanted to but see what would happen. Whipped up a bathroom out of just nowhere. Instead, made a bathroom appear um, out of thin air. I, but like, I figured it was worth like? a shot. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, paint a word picture. Okay, yeah. Uh, you walk in, and there well, is I a can't fire. Wait for the fan art of this bathroom. There is a fire burning in the corner. Oh, uh, there's a nice a, for the farts. Yeah, there is a like no other toilet you've seen. It's a bidet function, though. Yes, of course. Okay. Of course, you sit down. It has buttons all over the place. You're not sure what any of them specifically do. I press them all. Uh, you're blasted by air and water and heat. It starts to rise from the bottom and your feet begin to cool for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> A fan in the roof starts. The tap goes on the faucet. The fire turns off and on again. <laughs> Uh, and there's music for some reason. I'm not sure. And there's sure. some slow, sexy to... jazz that just starts going. It just covers oh. up the sound of you. Remember that for the dungeon downtime. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I get out. I wash my hands. <laughs> Did you press any of those buttons? It's there are so many. I press them all. Like, I may just join their side based on the type of facilities they have here. I mean, I am not a fan of the lich who destroyed my beautiful home city, but I must say the library and and the bathroom are very nice. Yeah. It's not what I expected. I thought it would be more um, hole in the floor. Yes, more, more dingy. Well, yeah, more they have quite the modern gross. comforts here. Yes, very not what I expected. I guess I'll just wash my hands and head on out. Uh, head on out of this bathroom. You exit, and Flint is just firing questions at Wallace. 
So where is the library in real relationship to the rest of the pyramid? I mean, where are we in the relation to the rest of the period? Yeah, it's <laughs> pyramid. Where are we I, in relation to the rest of the pyramid? Like that's such a such a large question. Well, no, I mean it's a pyramid, so obviously we're in some location. You of it are inside. in it, sure, but where in it? A, in a central location. Okay, but how big is the pyramid? I mean, did you see it walking up? Yeah, but it, I mean, it's hard to tell when you're uh, just up in the sky. So, like, do you have any schematics? Or um, it is very large. Are there um, blueprints for the pyramid that I can have a look at? I've got a little bit of a thing for some architecture, so one, I'm just kind of curious. One thing that Master does not keep is a direct map or blueprint. Um, likes renovation projects. Well, maybe that would be something that you should undertake mm. with all your spare time. You could of present course. him a map of the pyramid, mm. and he'd probably be thrilled to have that. Probably would be thrilled to see that. That is a good question and a good answer. Hmm. How was the washroom, ladies? It's the oh, prettiest the shitter I've ever been in. Mm, thank you. It was so uh, honestly beautiful. You know, <laughs> I like making Tom laugh. <laughs> don't get many. We don't get many visitors, but when I do get to show off these fine, you know, I put a little bit of my own design function into that. Did you press all of the buttons? I pressed all the buttons multiple times. Was it, was it the music? The the music. Yes. Oh, yes. I have a question what a though. Choice. Why relaxes you? Well, you need to be the most relaxed. Why? I like the button that immediately put the little like squatty stool under your legs. Right? Super helpful. Um also though I had a question. Why why did you have a button that turned off and on the fireplace? I noticed that as Sometimes it Yen gets was in there. Sometimes it gets too hot. Yeah, but how do you know that mm. that's what it does? You know none of your buttons are labeled, right? It's the joy of the bathroom. Sometimes the, the the excitement is not knowing what's coming next. That's what I always say when I go to the bathroom. <sighs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> now that you're all watered, now that you're all ready to go, you've asked, do you have any more questions, Flint? Mannix, you've been rather quiet. Mannix just nods. I, for one, I think would just like to peruse the shelves, you know, course, like I, I probably have questions I don't even know I have, but will be answered if I just look in a book. I get it. All of the knowledge can be found in a book. Cool. Okay, Thea, well, Thea I, just like I will wonders. I will leave you to it. I will go Now, I wasn't clear if you really wanted me to ask permission for a tour of the facilities or if you just want me to give you some time. Well, okay. Well, hold on. Do many people come in asking for the tour? Like, we don't want to be some no. weirdos who come in here asking to see everything if that's just not something that's usually offered. The master will be like, who the fuck are these people? No, get out of here. You know what? It's not like a radio station. Uh, I, people don't just drop in asking for tours to see the, <laughs> to see the board, see the studios, <laughs> visit the sales pit. It's not what they do. It's not what they do here. realize that there are movie theaters. <laughs> other things to do with your time ah, right <laughs> you would think but no no you're the first visitors in quite some time to come through uh, the library I would feel really weird I think if you asked him and said hey these people just want to see everything like I yes I, I agree I feel like as uh, cultural outsiders 
it would be strange to then demand something that is not normally done. I would not feel comfortable with that. Perhaps I will just look at the library. Of course, of course, take a look. Peruse at your pleasure. I will leave you. I will come back in a few. Check on you. Cool, thanks. And as he's saying that, his chair slowly uh, sinks into the floor with him along with it. That's fun. You got to teach me that. (laughs) Okay. Well, I feel like talking openly is not an option. Yes, I think you are right. What should we... What are some topics that we can look at that will tell us more? Libraries and how to escape them. (laughs) Or... (laughs) Magic floor chairs. Maybe we just start to look around the library, but not at the books. Yes. I see what you are saying. I'd like to wander around the library searching for... Any a very of, specific title of book. Any type of exit, <laughs> any type of something that looks like it could be a secret exit, like I pull on this wall sconce. Okay. Um, everybody, uh, make me an investigation roll. Yeesh. Oh, Amy. You fucking suck. No. Yeah, mine was terrible. It's five. Twelve. Oh. Sorry, I said 16. that about myself, Carla, and then you rolled lower than me. And I know okay. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started about Carla. <laughs> uh, Mannix rolled a 19. Of course he did. Oh, thank God for Mannix. Right. Uh, Sorry, is Mannix a he? Uh, we haven't. I think it's they. they. I know, I keep saying I he. I keep saying they. he. We said he in the first part, but then they, like, you know, we'll get into some backstory at a later time. But yeah, let's go they. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, so yeah, uh, you're describe to me like what your character is doing. Like this is four walls. All the walls are like stacked with books. Um, the Up washroom, nowhere. the washroom is still there. He left that. That's there are kind. four chairs where there were five. Uh, there's the fireplace, which has a roaring fire in it. Um, so no, like, stacks, like, no shelves of books, just the exterior walls are covered with books. Yes. And then a yes? big... Yeah. yeah, like, no aisles, Space. but yeah, just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, sh- like, all the way up to a ceiling that you can't see the Are end. there ladders to reach said very tall books? Um, as you think about a ladder, one, uh, appears in a corner. Hmm. I think about a margarita. Okay. Yep. <laughs> a margarita appears in the corner. <laughs> Can I go, I'm going to look where the chairs were. I assume it is something magical, but I want to see if there is in fact like, you know, trap doors like something mechanical that sure. made those chairs appear even though i assume no but mm-hmm. i'll go look um yeah you go investigate the, that location and it does not appear that there are any trap or secret doors in the floor um and even watching the chairs appear and disappear the ones that you did see um it almost like almost like it like the floor melted around it as it was being taken from the room and brought into the room 
Thea thinks really hard about Donnie. Uh, there's no Donnie. Okay, well, good try though. She walks. She walks through the stacks of books, running her hands along them, and every time she sees like a particularly old one, she tips it out and like waits for something to okay. happen. You do that. Nothing occurs as you do that for a while. And what are the books? Um, is there any theme to the books, or it is like a library? There is different sections with different kinds yeah, or of is all, it all kinds of knowledge, or is it all like how to how embrace to your undead, undead life? How to it's yeah, not yeah be not, your best undead self. Not thousands of books on how to be your best undead, but yeah, all sorts of um, uh, sections and knowledge and just like a library. What's the one from Beetlejuice? The guide for the recently deceased. Right. <laughs> what about around the fireplace? Uh, the like, fireplace. is there any? Yeah. Yeah. Does it just look like a normal fireplace? It. Uh, it's a a bricked-in fireplace. Um, there are statuettes of uh, what look like serpents, kind of coming a little bit out. Of either of those. Okay. Can I like try and pull on those? I'm big on this. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to we'll be a trapdoor somewhere. Anything <laughs> that might be a lever. It's also like fucking D&D. Everything's magic because otherwise it's like, well, there's a fireplace. So, you know, there's got to be a chimney. So there has to be. But that's probably not true. There's chairs that disappear <laughs> into the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. You pull on them and they appear to be firmly planted. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I would like to see if there's an autobiography or biography on Shangalar. Uh, make another investigation check. Uh, <laughs> well, that's 14. Um, you are looking through the shelves and you do come to a section. You actually, um, you're looking closely at them and then you almost bump into Mannix who has pulled a book from the shelves. You look down and you see... It says, uh, it's an old, gray, dusty book that says phylacteries on it. What you got there? It uh, appears to be a book on locations of liches. Oh, cool. How best to enforce them. But every section I read ends open-ended. Like, what do you mean? Like, it describes how best to set up defenses, but as it gets to the actual mechanics of such things, it's like the words dissolve in your mind. Oh. I guess knowledge is power. Uh, you look up on the shelves, and you uh, a book catches your eye. It's a little bit out of your reach. But I can magic myself one of those ladders. Sure. Think about a ladder really hard. Look at this, guys. <laughs> One pops out of your ass. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> just a step stool. <laughs> just, just a step stool. No, I can, I can guarantee there's nothing up there thanks to all the buttons in that bathroom. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, a ladder appears and you're able to step up and it's got a, it's like a bright red spine on it. Um, and you see a serpent that's winding up the spine of it. 
You guys, this one's singing to me. Not really, though. That'd be weird. I bring the book down. Uh, do I see a title on it? Is it title? As you pull it off the shelf, um, everybody, the light goes out. Not just the light in the room of the fire, but like your vision goes black. Hey, it's the middle, and we're here. Definitely for the first time. Haven't done yep, this one. Trying the this a second yep. We time. never do retakes on the middle because we always nail it every time perfectly. Don't listen to the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't hear any bloops from today's interlude. Anyways, nope. we don't want to get off track. What we want to tell you about is the new season of our other show, Facing Fate. It's called Shadows. And it just launched this past Monday with the first episode. And we want you to go listen to it because we're very excited about it. We're playing the game Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros. It's published by Magpie Games. And it's like a it's it's a dark Monsters Walk Among Us kind of story set in like mid-90s Toronto, which screams dark. Wait, if you don't know mid-90s Toronto, Toronto, that does scream dark. Right. Scary. It's a dark time. Spooky. Scary. That's yeah, what we've got going on. We didn't have the there. internet now as we know it. So, whoa. Yeah. That is scary. But all of our characters have cell phones. So, people in the 90s had cell phones. Absolutely, us. they did. It's Motorola true. was big. Shout out to Motorola. <laughs> wow. Give us a call. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Are you still Sling. making phones? I want to see where Amy's going with that. What are we going to do, Amy? Sling flip phone ads for you? Yeah, absolutely. Give yeah. us a call. All right. Drop my number down in the description. Only Motorola call, please. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we'd like you to go uh, listen to Facing Fate. Link's down in the description. New season. We're very excited about it, and we hope you are too. Thank you for listening. Now we'll get you back to this episode. And you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Thea, you fall. Oh, God. Three feet. Okay. Right. It's a step stone. I hate you. Three feet. Don't be such a drama queen. Yeah. Not enough to hurt, but enough to shock you. Right. I probably think I'm having some sort of fucking new Lara vision. Um, it's quiet for a moment. The three of you hear Thea fall. Ugh. None of you can see anything. Is everyone all right? I think I fell approximately three feet. Yes, I am fine. I, you are all, I cannot see. You cannot see either? Can't see. Can't see anything. Nothing. Um, I think I turned the lights off with this book. What book did you get? I don't know. It had, it's red. It has a snake on it. You reach around for the book and you can't quite find it. I lost it. I lost the book. Oh, what if it's a book with tiny feet? Oh, gross, you guys. Thea has but it an was, Amy it imagination. Was a, <laughs> it was a book with a snake on it, so it'd be extra strange if it had feet. Yes, that's what would be wrong with this situation. <laughs> Yenvold, thank you. Um, can you guys help me find it? I feel like it may have been important. You know, you get that feeling in the book you pull off the shelf. Blots out the sun. Sure, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'll just I'll start feeling around blindly for it. Whoa, easy. Um, everybody just roll a straight D20. 16. Six. Why are you rolling like me? I don't know. That's Amy's thing. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Pause the podcast. Something's wrong with Carla. Uh, 11 for me, Russ. Uh, Manic's got 11 as well. So it's 16? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you all begin feeling around, kicking around, you know, however you go about trying to find this book that you presume has fallen to the ground. Thea, you're... um, because you haven't said otherwise, you're still on the floor, you're mm-hmm. kind of crawling around feeling for it, and your your finger runs up against what you feel is the book. Oh, guys, I got it. As you grab it and pick it up, you hear just like a thunk, like a <laughs> and then light shoots up from down a hallway. You can see kind of illuminating down and breaking through the darkness that's in this room that you're in. Do we all see it? All of you see okay. this, yeah. So the room that previously had no hallways. exits or yeah. hallways out of it now has a hallway out of it. I looked down at the book. Any title? Um, it's hard to make out, but no, you don't see a title. It's in a, it, it's, it looks like it's either they're like runes or graphics, but just more. Uh, it's too dark written, in here. A written word that you can't make out at the very least. Uh, anyone for going down the creepy lit hallway as opposed to the creepy unlit library? Yes, I feel like we were trapped before and now you have found an exit. Well, let's see. I don't know where it goes, but it might be Pro- a good idea. Probably better than just sitting here. Yes. I was about to learn something. Okay, let's go. Heavens forbid. <laughs> it would be the worst. No learning in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I got a thing against books, apparently. You do. Uh, you, the four of you begin to walk down the hallway. You walk towards the light and you walk for a long time. Um, How long? Well. Like 500 miles? 500 miles. <laughs> and then I've heard more. 500 more. Yep. Um. You walk for several minutes at the very least, but it doesn't appear that the light is getting any brighter or less bright. So like we're not coming toward a bulb or anything. Yeah. Oh, great. It's an endless hallway. Um, I look down at the book and peruse it a little more thoroughly now that I can see it. Uh, you flip open the book. Uh, you you look at the you look at the cover and it's still that red. I was gonna say, whoa, man! I never said I opened the fucking okay, thing. Sure, sorry. <laughs> Put uh, actions in my mouth. You you look at the cover and the spine, um, and it is still, from what you can tell, in the l- weird light that you're experiencing, uh, a, a bright red leather. There's the serpent that runs down the spine, and then these. Not images, but like scrawlings of something on the front and back. Um, I lift the book up and I whisper, Hey, you magic? Uh, You cast Detect Magic and uh, there's no aura that comes off of the book. Hmm. Which, of 
would be surprising. However, you do get like inundated with magic all around you. Well, that's also not surprising there. Okay, everything is magic. We're in a magic flying thing. Yembul, you're magic. Flint, you have the heart of a lion. You two, Mannix, you're also magic. But this book isn't. So I open it. You open it and flip through the pages, and they all are an old worn parchment that appear to be blank. Oh, God. Mannix, can you take a look at this? I'm obviously not worthy enough to read it. Mannix looks <laughs> at you and says, obviously. Takes the book from you and flips through it and says, I, however, am not worthy either. Flint, Yenbull, you care to take a gander? I mean, I'll give it a try. I assume we're just walking and talking yeah. through this mm-hmm. endless hallway. Everybody takes a flip through the book and no one can see any form of writing inside the book at all. You walk for another while. Does anybody say anything or have anything they want to discuss? Should we write in the book? Or do you think it is invisible ink for secret messages? I do now. I cast reveal. No, I don't know if that's a thing. (laughs) I just like to say things. (laughs) Um, As you continue walking... You hear another thunk. The light gets very bright all of a sudden, like blindingly bright. You hear a voice come from all around you. And it's the voice of Wallace and says, you were supposed to wait in the library. The library got all dark and stuff. Oh, well, that is unfortunate but you'd have now entered the master's house, his home, his place. Mm, This isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be good. I'm going to have to try and clean this up. You just just wait right where you are. I will come find you later. What? Well, no, is there somewhere else we could wait? Well... And then you hear another thunk. Yeah, like a good, like, resting place. And then you hear another thunk. And you're in a square room, a little bit bigger than the size of that would be comfortable for the four of you to stand. Not much room to move around, though. And it opens into a hallway, and the hallway is like is like carved wood, like the inside of a tree. And about twenty feet down, you see reflections down this hallway. Coming off the walls. I mean, I know he told us to stay here, but I don't want to stay in this box. Agreed. Yes, we are here for a mission. We should keep trying to press on if we can. Absolutely. The four of you walk down the hall, and it's it's well lit. There's no pure, There's no real sign of where the light is coming from. But you can see perfectly clear. Mm. You reach the point where the reflection, where you saw the reflections, 
and you see mirrors on either side of this hallway. Further down the hallway, you see it kind of bends, and the mirrors follow. What do I see when I come up and look into one of the mirrors? You see an image of yourself in this first mirror. Okay, that checks. But something about it is very different. You see an image of yourself in white robes sitting in prayer in the middle of a temple of sorts. Candles lit all around. You look peaceful. Maybe these mirrors show a nicer place than being here. Uh, what do I see in the mirror? Yenbol, you walk up to... Do you walk up to the same mirror or a different mirror? Uh, maybe a different one. You walk up to one on the opposite side of the hallway. And you look in and you see an image of yourself standing in full armored regalia. At the face of the entire army of Kalamchan. You are calling to them. Beckoning to them raising their spirits to fight an unknown enemy on the other side. You are leading the country's army in what looks like the fight for the country's life. Is there another mirror that they haven't looked at yet? Uh, the mirrors go all the way down the hall. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, I'll try a new one. As you walk past Yenbul and Thea, so we'll say that they're right across from each other, left and right. Do I see these same things in their mirrors as I walk by? As you walk by, you look into their mirrors. In the first one that Thea's looking into, you see an image of yourself. You're old, older. Your beard and hair has grayed completely. You're seated at home in an armchair by a fire, and you're reading. Am I reading a story called The Wonderful Tale of How Flint Destroyed a Lich? Can't quite make out the title. <laughs> in the mirror that Yenbull is looking into, if you kind of look back and forth, you see a different image of yourself. You see one where you are moving through the woods. You're trying to track something. You're surrounded by a few others. You don't recognize their faces. You're following large footprints. You have on you uh, a bow and arrow and a small hatchet. Do you stop at either of those or do you keep walking? No, I'm going to keep walking. You walk to the next mirror. You appear to be back in Mithril Hall. You're leaning over a bench. You're working hard on something. It looks like small uh, metal gears. You're putting them together. Off in the corner, you see your sister and your father 
working on something very similar. What do you think these mirrors are showing us? I don't know. This is... uh... This is me at the head of the army. Not... Is that something you wish for? No. At, at this time, at this moment, I would like to fight for my country, for my city, but I have never desired to be a, a leader of the army. Uh, Yembel, I assume you turn and address Thea? Yeah. yeah as, you, as you turn, you're looking over her shoulder. You see a different image of yourself. You're dressed in all black clothing. It looks like it's nighttime. You and another figure are breaking into a building. Silently, you move in, and it looks like you're moving towards some sort of safe or chest in the back of this room. These images keep kind of replaying a specific, like, five or ten second scene. Um, and we can see each other's? Like, can I see what Thea is seeing or just my own image of me? You only see images of yourself. Right. I wonder if these are just lies or things that will come to pass or things we want. Well, here now I am I am a thief. I am breaking in to steal something and that is not that is not something that I want or that I would do maybe they're just meant to distract us and keep us here looking at ourselves Mannix has walked past the three of you and is looking at the mirrors as well and you see them stop on one mirror and they're standing there like locked in gaze and they reach up their hand as if trying to move to touch the mirror. Mannix, buddy, are you okay? Mannix, what do you see? I... I see... my daughter. Leon. She died years ago. But she's there, with me. I, I look, I look different. I have long hair. I, I look more like a tracker. Maybe these are showing us different different lives we could have lived different paths had we chosen differently do I know anything about special mirrors you know I used to work in a library (laughs) in special mirrors yeah (laughs) like Um, I've read Harry Potter a lot of times is this like a mirror of Arasad just curious sure Um, no you don't know specifically anything about these sorts of mirrors um, how long would you say that you have stand, stood there watching these images roll by? I mean, probably not more than 30 seconds for mine. It's an old man reading a book. 
Like, yeah, and if it's only showing, it's like a GIF, like, basically, gave you a couple, right? Tom. It's like showing us like a, like a yeah, couple sections. Yeah, but I sections. stopped at the one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just no more than, I think, a couple minutes in total talking about them and looking. Okay. Yeah. Um, you stand there, and as you kind of address Mannix, they say, I, it's been so long. Since I've seen her, Leona, my daughter, she died, but here, her face is bright. And they reach their hand up and touch the mirror. Manix, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I know what... It means to lose a loved one, and I can't imagine how you feel seeing them again, but we I don't think we can stop here. Mannix puts their hand down and looks to you and says, what, what do you mean lost a loved one? And as the words leave your lips, there's a switch in your brain. Memories flood back of Mannix talking about Leona and going on these adventures and going to visit Leona's father. You forget why you asked that question. The intro song Nowhere Land is by Kevin MacLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. All other music and sound effects can be found at epidemicsound.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Christian Brown, Creighton's Raven, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Joshua Dixon, Cat Waterflame, and Stevie. To find out more how you can support Dungeons & Dragons, visit patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. <laughs> you know where else patrons can see Russ be a crybaby? Oh, <laughs> <Patreon. laughs> uh, uh, well, there's the blooper. No more bloopers. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. My name is Nulara. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No, well, she had either. a bit of a moment. Panicked. <gasps> She's thinking about Nulara a lot lately, okay? Mannix speaks up and says, I, I am Mannix. Giving our real names? I mean, <laughs> saying you're new Laura isn't going to help. New Laura was still not. a decimator of dragons. Shit, well, I didn't know. <laughs> no, you're new Laura now. Now, all of this crosstalk has, has been cut. You are new Laura now. Shit. Stick with it. Don't get many visitors, but when I do get to show off the, the fine, the fine minutiae. Nope, going to sneeze. Fuck. It's gone. Oh, no. With this? Oh, no. Oh, no. Huh? No, it's gone. Staring to the light. Oh, oh damn it. Fuck. It's too bad. Uh, we don't get many what visitors. A tease. Right? We don't get many list- listeners. Fuck. Yeah, we don't get many of those either. <laughs> Nobody's oh, going to oh. this shit. Woo. Wallace and the joy of the surprises in the bathroom. <laughs> I see his, his own novel he's working book. on. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a children's book. A little how to. Episode title Surprises in the Bathroom. <laughs>
I also like that Russ prefaced this episode with, this is a big episode, and so far we've visited a library and a bathroom. <laughs> it's true. You teed it up pretty big, I but did. we're spending a lot of time in the, in the bathroom well, and in the library. As Wallace guy is just such it's, a charmer. It's, so it's a treat. I want to go and look specifically for, like, a biography or perhaps an autobiography of Shang... Shang Galar. Galar. I say it again. Shang Galar. Now say it in sentence. I would like to go see if there's a biography or autobiography on Shangerlar. <laughs> Shangerlar. <laughs> what is it? Shangalar. I would like to see if there is an autobiography or biography on Shangalar. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Shangalar. Shangalar. It's a hard name for me. (laughs) Welcome to the middle. This is actually Amy's gardening channel. Uh, All of your gardening questions are answered here, such as the germination rate and uh, when you get to pick your radishes. Back to you, Russ. Thanks, Amy. Now (laughs) on the field, we've got Facing Fate. Go long, facing Go fate. Go long, facing fate. What is happening? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where we are anymore. Oh, Can someone man. tell me about facing fate? I'm Do we so feel con- like this is going well or should we start again? No, we're good? Yeah, no, this is just this yeah. is them. Okay. I feel like we just need to bring it back to step one okay. where we should have started. Okay, cool. Hey, we have another show. You may have heard us mention it. It's called Facing Fate. I feel like I've just turned around a chair and flipped my hat you backwards. Have. You're going to give some real talk? Like, yeah, have some real talk yeah. about facing fate. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, friends. The Sprouting is a podcast that I want to tell you about and you should go listen to. It's an eldritch horror of an actual play podcast set in an apocalyptic future where eldritch plants have taken over. Magical bargains twist the fate of reality and each survivor struggles to trust their own senses as they try to see their goals through to their ends. The show uses the rules from Call of Cthulhu to heighten the drama of the story and leave the fate of the story at the whims of the dice. And they've created a completely homebrew world, a a plant apocalypse, where the senses can't be trusted. And instead, the characters must learn to trust one another. The show is completely scored by beautiful music from their in-house editor, which heightens each dramatic moment throughout the show. I've got a little promo for you here, but go check out The Sprouting. I've listened to it. You need to listen to it. And you should start with the prequel episode when you go over there. Search for The Sprouting anywhere you listen to podcasts. With your long forgotten name, we call upon you. We call upon you. In the words of the unspeakable language, we call upon you. We call upon you. By the spilt blood of the wicked who walk upon this world sprouting the words of false idols, we call upon you. We call upon you. On the land of the dead harvest, that which brings the earth itself into your service, Yamal, we call upon you. We call upon you. We call upon you. We call upon you. Yamal calls upon you. The Sprouting, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast by Blighthouse Studio. Find us on your podcatcher of choice.